ladies, puberty, PMT, pregnancy, the menopause. Yes, your hormones have been taking you for a ride for years. Hot flushes on the bus, menopausal meltdowns in the office, whatever those hormones have made you do, Jenny Smith and Kate Bouse are here to lend a sympathetic ear. Why not write in and share your hormonal hell with the girls? Don't worry, they've heard it all before. It's time to put those hormones in the firing line. This is Dear Hormones. Welcome to your safe space, ladies. Coming up on today's show, a meltdown in Primark, rage over some chicken wings, and how an ingenious plan to stop hot flushes monumentally backfired. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Um, my name is Jenny Smith and this is my friend Kate Bouse. Hello there. Um, and thanks so much for listening. Uh, this podcast is all about our pesky hormones. Um, we'd love you to write in and share your stories of when your hormones have got the better of you. Uh, this podcast, it came about because I'm currently going through the menopause, uh, the symptoms of which took me completely by surprise. I've always been aware of the common symptoms of uh, the menopause, like missing your periods and hot flushes. But about three years ago, I honestly thought I was going mad. Um, I'd become really forgetful. I'd start a sentence and trail off before I got to the end. I'd walk into rooms and wonder what I was doing there. Um, I was really scatty. I had like a crawling sensation all over my skin. I had headaches, insomnia. Um, I was over emotional all the time, paranoid and anxious. And I woke up one day with what my grandma used to call a swamp, which was basically, I felt like someone had tipped a bucket of water over my head. Everything was soaked. I had water pouring down my body. Um, but the most concerning thing was I was having uh, bouts of anger. It was over the smallest of things and it was directed mostly at my amazing little boy. I finally stumbled across a podcast with Liz Earle and Dr. Louise Newson, who's one of the leading menopause experts out there. And they ticked off every single symptom that I was having and then eventually suggested HRT. And that became my lifeline. I went to the doctors the very next day. I was prescribed HRT and my life changed almost overnight, actually. During the time before HRT, I lost my rag on numerous occasions. And now I'm settled, I can talk about it. And it occurred to me that I can't be the only one. I thought if we shared these stories with each other, uh, be they menopause related or PMT or pregnancy hormones, we might be able to laugh about them, take comfort in other women going through the same thing that we are, and maybe even learn some things along the way. Um, but Kate, you've had a very different experience to me, haven't you? Because you haven't actually experienced any kind of hormonal outbursts at all. I haven't, Jenny, no. Um, so I'm 43 at the moment, um, a little bit younger than you, but not very much. Through my life, actually, I've not experienced any hormone-related ups and downs that I'm aware of. So even when I've had my periods, my, my mood hasn't particularly changed. That could, of course, all, all be different. And I'm very interested to learn more about the menopause as we go along and to hear more about you, Jenny, and about... <laughs> The different things that you've experienced <laughs> i can't imagine i have to say knowing you i can't imagine you losing your rag <laughs> you're oh, one of them okay. the calmest most lovely people i know um but <laughs> you need you need to have a little word with my little boy <laughs> i say little boy he's not so little anymore he's 14 but yeah you should um you should have a few words with him and my husband and i think they'll tell you a different story 
But I do feel seriously that people don't talk enough about these things. And in fact, when you, you've been talking to talking to me a little bit lately about the perimenopause, I had never even heard that term until quite recently when I was with a few friends and they were talking about it as well. And I thought that they must be saying it wrong. I thought that it was the pre-menopause and that they were pronouncing it wrong. So it's yeah. something that isn't really spoken about until it happens to you, I think. And the yes. more people do discuss things, because what you're describing, it sounds as though it must have been really quite scary. Yeah, I, I did feel like I was going mad. At one point, I actually considered early onset dementia. You know, I thought, what is wrong with me? I couldn't, I really couldn't get to the end of a sentence without wondering what I was going to say. And it was happening all the time. And it started happening quite a few years before I eventually went to get the HRT. But I didn't know that was a symptom of the menopause, Kate. There's so many. In fact, there are 34 at least 34 symptoms of the menopause and actually when I looked down that list the other day I realized that I ticked off nearly 20 of them Um, and these are symptoms that I think the average woman doesn't know about so therefore you start thinking about all these other scary things that could be going on with you and not actually address the real issue because we're not taught about it enough so hopefully this podcast through sharing these little stories and these little funny things we might have done and they might be sort of things that you feel a bit embarrassed about at the time but by sharing all of this stuff with each other I think hopefully we'll be educating a few women at the same time and we'll all just start realizing we're all doing the same thing and we all you know should give ourselves a break I think and just feel better about ourselves absolutely I think I should start by reading one of my letters now it's weird I'm I'm going to be reading my own letter here but I actually wrote this down in order to make myself feel better about what I'd done and it was kind of like the start of this podcast and so I'll read the letter that I wrote to myself and then hopefully once people have heard this sort of thing they'll feel that they can also share their own stories wonderful um okay so I've entitled this story chicken wings already sounds wonderfully intriguing here we go My son had just started secondary school, and as I was driving him home during his first week there, all the standard questions were flying. How was school? What lessons did you have? Who did you hang out with? What did you have for dinner? Now, I love the dinner question. I'm always intrigued to find out what he's chosen to eat. Chicken wings, he said. Oh, sounds lovely, I said. What did you have with those? I had chicken wings. Yes, darling, I I know you did, but what did you have with them? I don't know what you mean, Mum. I had chicken wings. Yes, but what what did you have with them? Chicken wings. At this point, I could feel the rage bubbling up in the pit of my stomach. Is he being deliberately annoying? I thought to myself. Is he doing this simply to get me mad? In the most passive-aggressive way I could muster, I said to him, Well, what could you have had with those, sweetheart? I don't know what you mean, Mum. I mean... If you asked me what was for dinner and I told you we were having chicken, you'd probably want to know what we were having with it. We could have chips, mashed potatoes, salad, baked potatoes, couscous, curry. You know what I mean. You know full well what you know full well what I mean. Why are you being so deliberately annoying? Now, oh, Jenny. I, I know. I know. At this point, I remember slamming my hands on the steering wheel repeatedly and started screaming. I then felt so enraged by his insolence that I screamed at him to get out of the car. I mean, we were literally about 10 houses away from home. But at that point in time, I felt I might actually steer the car onto the pavement. I was livid. Oh, no. As soon as we got home, about three seconds later, I stopped the car and burst into tears. 
My son was bawling his eyes out. I think he was scared stupid. <laughs> I was the devil herself. What was I doing? I couldn't apologize enough. We hugged for what felt like an hour. Now, thankfully, he was of an age where I could explain what the menopause was. And at that point, I just started taking HRT and that I was definitely going to get better. Although I can't look at chicken wings now without thinking of all the things I could have with them. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, oh, your yeah, poor this was a real son low point. and poor you. <gasps> My yeah, goodness. I, was that it, the first it, time it was... that you lost it with him to that extent? Oh, no, Kate. <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> this, this was actually one of the last times I completely lost it with him because this, but this is one of the stories that I think scared me the most, which is why I thought I'd start off with it. Um, I'd actually just started taking HRT at this stage. I think I'd only been on it a few days. You know, I was just, I, I, don't, I don't know how quickly I thought it would work, but <laughs> I was hoping it'd be a bit quicker than that. This story scared me because I remember when I was screaming at him to get out of the car, I think I wanted him out of the car because I felt, Kate, I was so out of control. I didn't yeah. know what I was capable of. Mm. And and I thought I just needed him out so mm. that I could get on with this this rage on my own. Oh, um, I'm so sorry I, for you. And I'm so, I'm so sorry for both of you. How awful. And thankfully he is, as you say, he's old enough that you were able to talk to him about it and to explain. Yeah, and I'm really things... glad. Yes, I'm really glad he did that, Kate, because mm. I think it's really important, obviously, for our daughters to know all about this. And I think the sooner we talk about it with them, the better. But it's all equally important for our husbands and our sons to know what's going on as well, because I think everyone will have a little bit more understanding about it. And I think some of these things wouldn't have escalated had we all known what was going on. Um, it's interesting, I actually spoke to my son this morning because I told him I was doing this podcast and I asked if I could uh, share this story and he mm. said yes. And I said, um, what do you remember about that day? Because I thought it'd be quite nice to get it from his point of view. And this made me feel so much better because this happened about two years ago. He said, well, I don't really rem remember it, mum. I don't, really? I don't know. And that made me feel so much better, Kate, because I then, after that episode, had beaten myself up thinking that I'd ruined him. Mm. You know, that all, whenever he thought about his mum, he would think about this one episode and that she's mental and can't wait to get out of this house. And actually, two years on, he could barely remember it. It's become a feel... big thing in your head, but it hasn't in his. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Thank goodness. Yeah, that was a really nice, nice yeah. ending, I think. To But that's to because, Jenny, you see, for me, hearing you, hearing about you like that... I, you are the every time I see you you're the most lovely calm wonderful person and I can't imagine that happening to you so this is what <laughs> oh you should you should speak to my mum and talk to her about my PMT days <laughs> this has been an ongoing issue for me really yeah so yeah anyway Kate I think you also have a story I do have a story I do have a story, yes, have a story. A I've got a letter that I have been sent dear Jenny and Kate I am now approaching my 70th birthday and luckily, hormonal fluctuations are a thing of the past for me. I'm writing about an event that occurred some 35 years ago involving my daughter, a potato and an eye test. Oh my goodness, Kate, it's already good. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about this incident still gives me shivers to this day. And I've thought long and hard before putting pen to paper and writing it down. And that's sort of what you're saying, that it was, it, this, this episode with yes. your son was a real problem in your head. But... Obviously, for this for this person, even even though there's an incident that happened a long, long time ago, yeah. she still thinks about it now. Yeah. But I love the premise of your show, the idea that if women talk about their shocking and embarrassing moments of hormonal madness, they will know that they are far from alone in experiencing them. The episode in question was in fact not linked to menopause, but rather PMT, 
which for me was actually a cause of far more extreme mood swings. Every month, there was a high chance that I would transform Hulk-like, although there was nothing incredible about what happened to me, from a rational being into precisely the opposite. My daughter was a thoughtful, sensible girl, and when she entered the kitchen one evening as I prepared for supper, I can't imagine that she said anything terribly provocative or rage-inducing. Perhaps she asked me if the supper was nearly ready. Maybe she needed a hand with her homework or was requesting a pre-dinner snack of nuts or breadsticks. Whatever she said to me, I screamed at her like a banshee to get out of the kitchen. <laughs> then, blind with rage, I picked up the potato I was peeling and I hurled it across the room with all my might. That hard, uncooked potato hit my lovely girl right in her eye. Oh, no. Dreadful guilt assailed me immediately and I tended to her as she cried at the pain and injustice of it all. When her tears had stopped and her eyes were dry, it became clear that the potato had left a large red spot in the white of the eye in question. Oh, disaster. Can you imagine? Oh my God, no, I can't. This, <laughs> that this spot, poor woman. <laughs> that spot was still there the following morning when I packed her off to school, feeling like the worst mother in the world. Early in the afternoon. I received a phone call from my daughter's school. No. I was informed that this had been the day of the yearly school eye test. No way. Yes, indeed. And I'm, this is a true story, I know. Oh, no. my, my daughter had entered the eye testing area, classroom, and being so conscious of the spot in her eye and so desperate to avoid discussion of it, had worked herself into a terrible state and immediately burst into tears. The nurse had examined the eye and found the spot. A terrible red spot. The terrible spot made by the terrible potato. Was everything okay at home? They wanted to know what exactly had come to pass to cause this event. And as I say, I still feel bad about that potato to this day. And I'm ashamed to say that this was not the only occasion when I lost it with my family. But should I in fact be ashamed? Of course, I love my daughter. And the last thing I ever would have wanted was to put her through the experience I've just described. There were occasions at that point in my life when I was truly unable to control my emotions and my anger. Sounds so similar to what you were describing, yes, Jenny. Yes, yes. My daughter is all grown up now. We have a very close relationship and many of our friends comment on how similar we are in our personalities, our gestures and expressions. But there is one big difference between us for which I'm so grateful. My daughter has never experienced the hormone-related ups and downs that I once did. Jenny, congratulations on what I think is a wonderful idea for a podcast. And Kate, my darling daughter. Oh, Kate! <laughs> this is a heartfelt apology to you for throwing that potato. With love, Wendy, mum. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's my mum. Oh, I don't know if you guessed all... from what I was saying oh. earlier on. No, oh, lovely Wendy. I feel so sorry for her. I feel sorry for you too, Kate, having the potato in the eye. But I completely relate to everything Wendy has said there. Oh, and the fact that she still feels guilty now and she's She does. And do you know, because I yeah. told her that we were going to do this podcast and I said, Mum, would you, it's the same as when you spoke to your to your son. I said, would you mind if I shared that story? If you Would you mind writing writing in and, and if we could share yeah. that story? And she said, oh, I'm not sure whether I can. You know, I'm not, I just feel... I, I don't know whether I wouldn't want people to know my name I wouldn't want people to know oh um but then and that, that is her real name actually because she when we yes. discussed it um and after she'd written it down she said you know if yeah. that's what this podcast really is all about and it's about women talking about their feelings of, of sh I mean she feels as she says she feels yes. really ashamed about it and she is the most amazing mum I just want to say yes. she is the most incredible loving wonderful mum but 
at that time in her life, as she says, there were times when she just, she couldn't control her anger and how awful to have been in that situation. Um, and I was a bit younger yes. as well. I wasn't the same. I wasn't as old as, as your son. Um, and I really, I didn't understand what was going on. Her writing that and us discussing it has been really wonderful actually, because we've never, it's been a sort of an yes. unspoken between us. It's something that we haven't, <laughs> it was a huge thing at the time. Yeah. And what she said yes. there about how, I went into the room and I just, I just in such a state, I just immediately cried. It was, it was hu a huge thing yeah. for me at the time. We haven't really spoken about it over the years, but it's been so good to talk about it and to say to her, mum, I really understand now having had discussions with Jenny and, and, yes. and being older myself, I really understand. <laughs> and, and I'm so sorry for you, mum, that you had to go through that without having the understanding around you, <laughs> the guilt that you must've felt. Yeah without me being able to say to you, I do understand because obviously I, I didn't understand. And I just knew that I had and to, you know there were what, times Kate? when I had to steer clear of my mum because there were times when yeah. she was unpredictable. Actually, job done. We wanted this podcast to help somebody. Job you done. have helped, Wendy's been helped, helped because Wendy. She's, because she's, she's helped me. She has talked about it to you. But also Wendy's really helped me because hearing that story that I can completely relate to and I could totally see myself doing. Um, I love that I've heard somebody else share that, uncontrollable rage yeah. that's really nice and I must say Wendy um that I when Kate told me that she hadn't experienced any hormonal symptoms at all um in terms of the rage I remember feeling really quite annoyed with her because <laughs> <laughs> I actually started to think oh my goodness maybe I am the only one so Wendy you've actually just made me feel You're 10 times better about myself definitely not and I think probably the, the I think I'm actually particularly lucky I think it's more unusual not to experience it but people don't talk about it because they feel so embarrassed about this sort of thing having yes. happened. And it's even yeah. got me and my daughter talking, actually. So I have a 14-year-old daughter. Um, yes. And when I told her about this and I said, you know, you and I are, are very lucky. Um, we're very yeah. lucky that, that we don't particularly experience this. But, you know, grandma, grandma did. And my daughter said, actually, mum, sometimes I, I do feel really, really angry when I have my period. She said, just the other day I had my period and I just felt so angry that I threw a ruler across the room. Threw it across the room. <laughs> And then it landed in a certain way that just made me feel even more cross. I felt really <laughs> angry with the ruler for landing the way that it landed. <laughs> so, so we talked a bit Kate, about that. Yes, and you've opened up a dialogue with your daughter as well. And there's you not probably not even thinking to discuss that stuff with her because you haven't had those experiences before. So it probably wasn't on your agenda to talk to her about that. Absolutely. And now here she is saying that she also felt the rage. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, the rage, oh. the rage. Should we move on to letter number three? Yes. This actually isn't about uh, rage at all. This is about hot flushes. And actually this letter, because for this first, first podcast, uh, Kate and I have been asking all our friends and family to help us out because we haven't got the word out there um, to everybody else to write in. And this letter is actually from my absolutely lovely favourite Auntie Joy oh, in Wales. Auntie Joy. She has several um, stories, not even menopause related, that would absolutely crack you up. But anyway... <laughs> This letter is Marty Joy in Wales. Here we go. Dear Jenny and Kate, during the time of hot flushes, so draining, they sap your energy and leave you feeling like a damp used tea bag. I went along to hear the National Orchestra of Wales in concert at our local theatre. I love the phrase, a damp used tea Isn't bag. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> that, I haven't oh, experienced I it, but I can imagine it just from that. <laughs> I know, it's great. Just before leaving home, I had one of my brainwaves and filled a small-sized children's hot water bottle with cold water from the fridge. This I stuffed up my jumper 
and its cold mass became a soothing balm to my inflamed body heat and calmed me down. What a good idea. <laughs> yeah, this is so Auntie Joy. The performance was wonderful and I saw many of my friends in the audience. During the interval, I went for a coffee in the theatre bar and our president, Lady Carlisle, joined me with her husband, Lord Carlisle, now the government's chief advisor on terrorism, who we knew then as Alex Carlyle and our Liberal MP at the time. My goodness. As I went to shake hands with Alex, I felt, with growing alarm, the cold creep of my water bottle sliding down from under my arm. Before I could halt its progress, it landed on the floor at his feet. <gasps> it didn't. <laughs> his look of astonishment was priceless. Even more so when he saw that the cover was actually a fluffy pink dog. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> I will always be grateful to Alex's sense of humour as he handed me it back with a little woof. <laughs> Good old oh, Alex. Alex. Lord Carlyle. <laughs> I love him. I love him. I often see this highly intelligent man, now retired, on television, brought in by the BBC to discuss the latest terror outbreak, adding his view on, say, the 90-day detention ruling before suspects can be charged, a policy he himself devised for Tony Blair. I think of my mini fluffy cold water bottle landing at his feet in one of my careless moments and wonder what measures he would counter for that infringement. <laughs> Thank you so much, Auntie Joy. Thank you, Auntie Joy. What a fantastic story. I, I know. I love I, I, it. Like, as I said, this is one of very many uh, uh, crazy schemes that my Auntie Joy has cooked up. But I love the idea. I mean, it was a great idea, isn't it? A cold water bottle. I think, you know, that, that could potentially work. But only Auntie Joy could allow that to creep down her arm. I just think the fact that it was a fluffy pink dog and that, that Alex <laughs> yeah. said woof. That's, that's the best bit for me. I wonder whether he still thinks about that moment. Was that what you were going to say as well? Whether he yes, still recalls it. And maybe in times when he's feeling a bit stressed, when he has to give a big presentation, a big important speech, whether to calm himself down, he just gives a thought to that fluffy pink dog, that hot water bottle. <laughs> Thank he does you, a little woof to himself and then he feels better. He's calm. Yes. <laughs> or maybe we should track him down, Kate. Do you think we could track Lord Carlisle down now and see what, see what his memory of... Bring uh, him on the podcast. Pink. Have your hormones been getting the better of you? Why not drop us a line and tell us all about it? Email dearhormones at yahoo.com or find us on Instagram at dearhormones. And this one is entitled Swimming Lesson. Oh my goodness, where are we going to go with this? Dear Jenny and Kate, just before lockdown, I completely lost all sense of perspective whilst watching my daughter at her swimming lesson. The instructor told them all to jump in and swim 10 lengths to warm up. My daughter doesn't have a competitive bone in her body. And whilst all the other kids had decided that this was something of a race and were tearing through the water with great gusto, my daughter was leisurely swimming up and down whilst being overtaken every few seconds. <laughs> I feel for the writer of this, I have to say, having been there with my own children, wanting them, desperately wanting them to win and them not being at all concerned. At one point, she even stopped and she waved three of them past. Oh, no. <laughs> and then at length seven, she just stops, props herself up casually at the side of the pool 
and chats away with the other kids who by now have already finished their 10 lengths. Seven. She'd only done seven. <laughs> I was furious. The sheer audacity of that child to stop and chat, knowing she still had three more lengths to go. I'm sitting behind a wall of glass, so there's no point in me yelling at her to keep going. So I sit there and stare. I stare and I stare and I stare until she makes eye contact with me, at which point I'm shrugging my shoulders and mouthing, what are you doing? Holding up seven fingers, pointing to each end of the pool, trying to find out what she's doing. All she does is look back, confused, and makes out she can't understand me. <laughs> oh. I mean, that's I think I would feel angry. <laughs> just so happened to be watching that day too in fact he had been reading his book through most of it but has suddenly become aware of me tapping on the window and waggling my fingers around like a mad woman uh, what are you doing he asked <laughs> she's only done seven lengths and they asked them to do 10 all the others did 10 <laughs> now she's just sitting there like she's done nothing wrong I look at my husband with a face that says can you even believe it what have we done to deserve a child as deceitful as this? And he just looks back and says, this really isn't healthy. <laughs> You've got to stop this. You're blowing it out of all proportion. Oh, no. oh That's not going to help, is it? I would think not. I think that would make me madder. His words hit me like a sledgehammer. The anger oh. at the seven lengths disappeared and were immediately replaced with shame and remorse. I started on HRT a few months later and it changed my life for the better. I also started taking a book to the swimming lessons. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> what I don't see can't hurt. And we don't know, I haven't got the, the, a name for that one. It's, it's been sent in by an anonymous sender. <laughs> anonymous. Should we give her oh, a name? I feel for her. Let's give her a name. Um, that was uh, Jane mm -hmm. in Birmingham. Jane in Birmingham. Thanks, Jane. Jane. <laughs> oh, Jane, I really feel for you because I, I haven't lost it to quite that extent. But I have felt that yep. annoyance with my children. I've got three children. They're, they're, they're not bad at running. So cross-country running, the, the elder two, or one of them is still, still just four. But the elder two, not bad yeah. at cross-country running. And I've always thought, I mean, I was quite good at cross-country running. You wouldn't think it now. But <laughs> yeah, in good. my day, I was quite good at cross-country running. And I always thought, right, this is going to be the sport for my children. They're not sprinters, but... Cross-country running, this is going yes. to be it. Um, but then actually when it, when it comes to it, that, I think they just lack that competitive drive and they look behind them for their friends. They don't want to leave them yes. behind. <laughs> and, and I've had to stop myself, Jenny. I've had to stop myself from like, you know, shouting really loudly at them across the field. Yes. Faster, yeah. run fast. <laughs> you you can do it. Try, <laughs> just try. You've got to try. <laughs> I think if you're naturally a competitive person, which I am, and by the sounds of it, maybe you are too, Kate. <laughs> I think I am. It is really infuriating if you, because my son also isn't competitive at all. And it's an apt, actually, it's a really lovely trait. But if you're, if you are competitive, those things can really wind you up, can't they? So I can actually see that situation at the swimming pool Poor being James. hugely, hugely infuriating to somebody who's competitive. Then add in the menopause and I can totally see how she completely lost it, <laughs> waggling her seven fingers in front of the glass. <laughs> Tapping on the window. You can imagine yeah. all the other people all sitting yeah. around her, looking at yeah. her, thinking, oh, what's, what's she doing? <laughs> Thank you so much for sending that one in. That And hopefully that will make Wendy feel better too. <laughs> I think it's going to make a lot of people feel better. Thank you, Jane. Yeah.
Okay, I've got one last letter here, Kate. Um, this is called Primark. No way. Yes, what a brilliant yes. title. Dear Jenny and Kate, it was my daughter's birthday and I thought it would be a lovely idea to get her and her friends some matching PJs and sleepover accessories for a special birthday treat. So off we pop to Primark to see what we can find. Everything is going well, smiles all round, but then I suddenly get the sense that my daughter has got the hump. I just can't understand why. Why would she have the hump? Here I am buying her things to make her birthday special. Things she and her friends would really like to do. But oh no, she's got a face so down in the dumps that I just can't bear it. But rather than stop and console her, be patient and find a resolution. I completely lose my rag <laughs> in Primark. <laughs> I start getting very, very hot. <laughs> I can literally feel heat rising up my neck. How on earth can she be so annoyed when I'm doing something so nice for her? We argued in the middle of the shop, but with no resolution, which in hindsight was because I was acting like a total lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, <laughs> I shout, raising my hands in the air in anger. We're leaving. <laughs> I dump the basket behind some jumpers. When she tried to retrieve the basket and plead with me to stay, I shouted, no. Leave that right where it is. We are going. Oh, no. I'm not. I'm not having this. This is ridiculous. Ah. Oh, this poor <laughs> and I lady! Storm out of the shop with my twelve-year-old trailing behind me back to the car. I'm crying. She's crying. No one really knows why we're crying. Plus, we still don't have anything for the stupid <laughs> sleepover. <laughs> Do you know what I'd like to know? How did that sleepover go? <laughs> did that sleepover happen? <laughs> I hope the sleepover happened. Yeah. Did oh, I a, hope so. did, did the sleepover did the sleepover happen? And B, surely if this lady is that um menopausal, what on earth went down at the sleepover? Because I <laughs> I can tell you from personal experience that having a sleepover with several 12 year olds in your house is uh, is not a pretty picture. You and I could see, it. even without the menopause, I could see that going uh, tits up. Yeah, so I think, um, what should we call this? Again, it's another anomaly. Jan, that, Jan, we're gonna Jan. go Jan. Yeah, Jan, Jan in Buxton. Jan in Buxton, um, thank you, yeah. Jan in Buxton. I'm wondering whether the sleepover actually, whether she felt that she had yeah. to, to make up for the Primark episode and whether she just showered them with, you know, wonderful midnight feast goodies all night long and let them. <laughs> Let them do that's an all-nighter. Yes, that's exactly what she did because she would have felt so guilty. You're so right. That, <laughs> that, that, I bet that did happen. Oh, I bet Jan. they had everything. In fact, her daughter probably waits for the moment for her to have a meltdown so that she can <laughs> manipulate her later. Bring on to the get meltdown. anything she wants. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, listen, Kate, that's the end of our podcast. That's, it. that's the end of episode one. I can't believe it. Can you believe it? There is it? one thing, though, Jenny, I'm wondering because I, I believe that you told me quite excitingly oh. that... Hang on. Yeah. I, Do you know what I know I'm going what you're to say about here. Yes. So, cast your mind back to the 70s and 80s. I'm there now. I don't. I don't know about you, but there was. Well, there were two things I wanted actually in life. One was a Jim or Fix It badge, but we don't really <laughs> no, want those anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> but the other one was a Blue Peter badge. Ooh. I would have done anything, Kate, for a Blue Peter badge. So, Jenny, the, did that, you in, never get that, a Blue Peter badge? No. What? Why? I had a Blue Peter badge. Are you joking? I'm not joking. I still have that Blue Peter badge. <laughs> what did you get? What? 
What did you get a blue Peter badge? I'm so jealous. You're not even sure. <laughs> I got it for. I think I wrote in about my tortoise <laughs> and drew a picture. I don't think I did anything particularly special, but I was my brother and I were both sent a blue Peter badge. You had, you had two blue Peter badges in the house, Kate. <laughs> I'm well, very sorry for you that you didn't get one, Jenny. My sister actually got a blue Peter badge, Kate. Um, and you didn't. Yeah, oh, she that, was actually that hurts. On, she was on Blue Peter. She actually appeared on Blue Peter, which is even worse. You're like, making me jealous now. <laughs> Very jealous. Yeah. What did she do yeah, on she, Blue Peter? Well, she did. She did a dance to a jazzed-up version of um, the Wizard of Oz, and I remember feeling so envious because her and all her friends went off down to London, and I had to stay behind in Northamptonshire and watch it on my parents' friends' TV. At a, at a really low volume, actually, I remember they had it on really quietly, and I was, really, I was like, "Turn it up." Um, so, so I, so she obviously came home with a blue Peter badge, and I've been jealous about that ever since. And actually, my husband also has a blue Peter badge, and so does my son. Oh, I still don't have one. So, with that in mind, with that in mind, I have had made Kate special badges, and I think we should um, award a badge maybe to our favourite letter. What do you think? I think that's a wonderful idea. I do think that you should actually also give one to yourself, Jenny, right now. Don't don't oh go down God, the same route. Yes! You never okay, got a blue well, Peter badge, but you shall have a hormonally speaking badge. Listen, I can hear I've them. got them right here. I've got them right here. Put, so I actually that. am going to give myself one. You're, oh, Kate, actually, this feels top. like right now. This feels like quite an emotional moment. And had this happened two years ago before the HRT, I probably would be in tears right now. <laughs> you probably would. I've only made a bit of dramatic music, a bit of exciting. Little, little drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. Oh, ta-da! Oh, congratulations, yes. Jenny. You are the first recipient of a pin badge but who will the second recipient be who's it going to be kate well as it's our first episode shall we give a badge to everybody do you think that i don't think i'd love your mum to have one no because i'd love your mum to have one my auntie joy is an absolute legend and i i feel like she needs to have one of these so shall we just say for this episode only everybody gets a badge how wonderful let's do that (laughs) congratulations everybody and thank you to everybody amazing letters Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. See you then. Bye. That was Dear Hormones with Jenny Smith and Kate Baus. If you've got a story to share, email the girls at dearhormones at yahoo.com or they're at dearhormones on Instagram. Until next time.